What is the most important software for a new RIA? That is today's question on the transition to RIA question and answer series. It is episode number 87. Hi, I'm Brad Wales with Transition to RIA, where I help you understand everything there is to know about why and how to transition to the RIA model. If you're not already there, if you head on over to transitiontoria.com, you can find all of the resources I make available. Uh, this entire series is available in video format, podcast format. I have articles, I have white papers, all kinds of things to help you better understand the RIA model. Again, transitiontoria.com. Okay, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about if you were to transition into the RIA model... And there's lots of things you need to be thinking through that I talk about on these episodes. But what is the most important piece of software that you need to be thinking about to make that transition? And so, as I alluded to, there are a number of variables and a number of decisions, if you will, that go into transitioning into the model. So, so of course, on the front end, you first need to decide whether this is even something you should be considering in the first place with the RA model meet uh, the needs of your practice? Does it make sense for you to make that transition? Uh, but let's say you've gone through that exercise. That is something, of course, I help advisors understand and think through is does this make sense to be doing? Uh, so let's say you've got you've gone through that exercise. It does make sense to transition into it. Uh, and then as I often explain, at the end of the day, this process of going from wherever you are now, excuse me, into the transition, into the RA model is a, is a, uh, kind of an exercise of identifying what does your current firm provide for you now? How will you replicate that on your own, uh, ideally for less money? And, and of course, the, the goal is with more flexibility. Uh, I do have a checklist on that, a one-page checklist that identifies those variables. Feel free to reach out to me again. Transition to RA.com has contact information. If you'd like that checklist, uh, shoot me an email. I'll send it back to you. Uh, but of course, one of those variables on there is that is the technology that your new practice will need in that RA model, uh, often referred to as the tech stack. I've done a whole separate episode on what is a tech stack if you want to dive further into that topic. But solving for those pieces of technology is an important part of it. Uh, now, there's different ways into the model. Again, I've talked about this frequently is uh, you can start your own RA and piece all these things together uh, yourself, including each of those technology pieces. There are also different kinds of bundled solutions, if you will, that have already been bundled up for you. Uh, most of these pieces on the checklist technology just being one part of that. There's solution providers out there that say, hey, we understand you're going to need to put all these pieces together. We've bundled up what we feel is best in breed, and, and, and there's different ways they go about offering that to you, and you might access your technology that way. However you approach it, whether it's going to be via some bundled solution or you're going to be piecing the individual uh, parts together, technology, of course, is a very important part of that. So today's episode, the question is, which of those, which of the, the all of the technology, the entire technology universe out there that you that you could go for, which which thankfully has expanded now in the RA space, the hundreds of different fintech vendors. So there's all kinds of great tools and resources to to access to potentially implement with your practice and your clients. 
The question is, which one is the most important? Now, of course, that's a subjective question. So this is my opinion, but I hear a lot of people reflecting the same answer. So to get to it, the most important piece of software, my opinion, and which I, I walk uh, people through or advisors through often, is the CRM, the Customer Relationship Management Tool. So this is... Uh, the main piece that you will use to keep track of all your existing clients and your prospective clients. I'm going to kind of get into why that's so important and how you use that with the with each of those kind of categories, uh, clients and prospective clients. But as I often say, having a CRM is non-negotiable, in my opinion. It is a must for any modern RIA to have a CRM. Now, for some of you, you are already, no matter where you are, no matter what kind of affiliation model or channel or firm you're at now, have already embraced how important a CRM is and use it actively in your practice now, uh, perhaps with some constraints because of whatever kind of firm or affiliation model you're at. But so some of you are already actively embracing that. And of course, without me even having to point out, we'll actively embrace in the RA model. Uh, there are other folks that their, their quote-unquote CRM method system, whatever you want to call it, is, is almost their Outlook email. And that's how they keep track of client notes is by the emails they've had with the clients. And that is a approach or an approach of perhaps how to do this, but with a, with a, with a, uh, a good CRM software tool far exceeds what's capable to do out of just Outlook. Or some folks use a spreadsheet, an Excel spreadsheet, kind of keep track uh, CRM tools far outweigh what you can do uh, with each of those tools. And so I always say it's, it's non-negotiable to have that CRM. Um, and again, some of you are embracing it. And then others uh, are using a CRM tool now, perhaps at your firm, a broker-dealer type firm, but but primarily because you, you are forced to. Uh, your firm often for clients or compliance or supervisory reasons has said, hey, you have to put notes into the CRM, you know, perhaps after every client meeting, you, you have to put notes in reflecting why you did or did not place trades in the account. And so for some of you, it is more of a seemingly a burden, a nuisance, a requirement that you use the CRM. And I would tell you, unfortunately, that's maybe your reality that, that you do have to do those steps when you're in your current situation. But in that RIA model, it, it should be looked at as, as a positive, as a is a way to uh, communicate with clients and build your sales funnel with prospective clients. Uh, and yes, you might take notes in there for various reasons as well. But, but if if historically you primarily only use it because you've been quote unquote forced to, and you've been forced to use it in a certain way and forced to put certain kinds of notes in there, I can understand why you might not embrace it for all it is because it's more of a hindrance perhaps to you, a must do uh, because your firm is forcing you to, as opposed to embracing it for what it can do for you. So I uh, just want to kind of set on, on the different motivations people have, but, but going forward, why it's so important, why I'm so passionate about the CRM being the, the most important part of the tech stack uh, is, is to satisfy, again, both your existing clients and your prospects. So with existing clients, to give you some examples of where that CRM can be used or why it's so important. So in the, the, the first one is this talk of, you know, fee compression out there. No, uh, with with uh, asset management getting commoditized, oh, advisors' fees are surely having to come down. And and the reality is, there's not really fee compression. That the 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 proverbial give or take one percent AUM fee is is essentially held steady uh, over the years. 
but advisors, RAs, and in, in turn are, are required to provide, or advisors of any affiliation model, are required to provide more value for that 1%. So there's more value that has to be provided where the question is, how are you keeping track of what that value that you're providing for your clients? Perhaps there's certain reminders you give them at certain times of the years about whether it's IRA uh, contributions that need to be done or withdrawals that, that have to be taken out of accounts. So wherever the case is, as you add value and you potentially have hundreds of clients, there's no way to realistically keep track and to be reminded throughout the year of touch points you need to be having with which clients in which capacity. A CRM will do that for you. If you, if you want to provide maximum value to your clients, you have to have a way to efficiently uh, deliver that and equally be reminded again throughout the year that this client, oh, it's time for me to follow up with them on this. The CRM will do all of that for you, will help you with those reminders. So it's very important for, for, from the value perspective to be able to deliver on that. The CRM is a big resource in that regard. Uh, so kind of related to that, you, you hear talk more and more about having a service calendar with your clients that, that you kind of commit to them. That's part of your value proposition. Hey, here's the things I do for you throughout the year to essentially justify your fee. Uh, so whether the first quarter, maybe you have some conversations or service value added, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, whatever it is, you have a service calendar. Again, that's great. You can deliver that in a nice fancy uh, you know, one pager to your client. How are you actually going to deliver on it? How are you actually going to remember to do all these things? Again, the CRM can be used for that. Um, another way the CRM is used with, with clients is just the personal touch points. So things, things like uh, birthdays or anniversaries, or if they tell you at some point during a, a conversation, oh, yes, in, 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 in December, the family and I were going skiing in Colorado, uh, well, being able to put that touch point in the CRM and have it remind you come, come that time period to reach out to them and say, hey, have a great trip. That adds that, that personal touch. That adds the stickiness for the client that they say, wow, my advisor does really have that relationship with me. And the reality is if you have hundreds of clients, unless you have the most amazing memory uh, on the planet, you're not going to be able to remember birthdays and anniversaries and when that ski trip is or when they're, they're dropping their child off at college that they mentioned. The CRM gives you a chance to put those notes into the system and be reminded of them at those future dates. And you might be putting in something it's not going to be reminded to you eight months down the line, but it's important, whatever it was that client mentioned, some personal thing they're doing, and you might make a mental note, oh, I want to wish them luck or, or say, hey, have a great time. You put that in the CRM and it reminds you eight months from now. So that's why it's so important. Uh, and then of just the final kind of example I use with existing clients is it's always helpful to be able to reflect easily back on what, what you last talked about with that client. So whether the client calls you up and you've got to quickly bring the CRM in the system or you have a scheduled call or meeting with the client to be able to look back you know, through all the notes, but particularly that last conversation. So, so on this more recent conversation, you can reference, oh yeah, last time we met, we talked about X, Y, Z, or last time we talked, here's, here's what we agreed would be next steps. And again, with hundreds of clients, it's just not going to be generally realistic for you to remember that off the top of your head, you're going to need uh, those notes. And, and keep in mind for the client, the client generally only has one financial advisor. So they will likely remember what you last spoke about with them because they only have that one conversation to remember. As an advisor with, with dozens or potentially hundreds of clients, you're not going to, again, off the top of your uh, memory, 
Remember what your last conversations were with all those different clients. That's what the CRM and the notes you put in the CRM will help you remember what that is. And so as far as the client knows, you are remembering exactly what was last talked about. And you can weave that into your conversation. So again, very important reason why you have a CRM is, is reflecting on the prior conversations you've had with, with existing clients. Uh, then just to shift uh, quickly talking about the value with prospective clients. So there's a lot of talk. I'm, I'm not a marketing guru. I'm not a sales or a business development guru. Uh, but but there is right. They understand that you have to build a funnel of, of prospective clients. And you're generally not going to have one conversation with a client and instantly turn or a prospective client, sorry, and instantly turn them into a, a an ongoing client. There's usually going to be kind of a long process. Uh, to bring them, to show them your value, uh, to, to kind of bring them to your practice and to want to, to, to utilize your services. And that, that could be weeks, months, for some, for some perspective, perhaps years. And so you need a way to, to have a systematic kind of touch points with those clients as you work them through your funnel. Again, are you just going to remember, oh, oh yes, these, these however many people in your sales funnel, and hopefully over time you build a pretty big sales funnel, of if you want to touch on them, whatever your frequency you think is best, once a month, twice a month, or every two months, quarter, whatever the whatever the frequency is, how are you going to remember which prospects you've touched when and in what regard? Again, the CRM is a way to put all those notes in there, help you kind of work through that uh, and, and remember to take those steps. And so it, a, a perfect just analogy or example I'll give is and you sometimes hear this from, from sales gurus or business gurus that say the number one thing you can do to get new clients is simply follow up. Uh, that there is, again, there's typically not a one-question exercise where you meet with a prospect, they instantly become a client. It's a series of follow-up conversations, again, that could go on for a very long time. Sometimes the, the prospect could be busy uh, on one of those follow-ups. They don't return your call. They don't get back to you. It's not perhaps because they're disinterested, just life life got busy on them. And it might not be to the second or third one and you have to keep following up. So an example I'll give, I'm in the process. I have to buy a, a new door for my the front of my house. I uh, have discovered that is a much bigger process than I ever thought it was and all kinds of variables that go into it. And and, and I've had a guy come out and he's looked and he's given us options. And and just quite frankly, life has got busy with me, with, with the business and on a personal level. And so haven't got that project done yet. Now I still intend on doing that. I even have the one picked out with the, the sales guy, the guy that came and measured everything and gave us the options. He essentially hasn't followed up more than maybe one time. And because of that, I, I basically keep kicking the can because again, life is busy and have other things going on. If he was dripping on me every three weeks or so, I would have already had the thing done because eventually I said, okay, let me just get back to him. Let me get this taken care of. I know I need to do it. I know he's my guy. I know this is the solution. You got to have a way to follow up with people. Again, a CRM helps you systematize all of that, makes it very easy. So very important for both existing clients and prospective clients. So I want to end just with a couple uh, main tips and rules when it comes to a CRM. Hopefully I've ingrained in you why I believe a CRM is so important. So the, the main rule I give, I guess there's kind of two main rules. Number one is you must have a CRM. So hopefully I've made that clear. Again, I, I use the term, it's non-negotiable. You must have a CRM in your practice. Number two, as you build out that new RIA path, again, whether you're using a bundle solution or building everything yourself, I'm of the strong belief, uh, many of you have heard me say this on one-on-one -on -one conversations, 
is you do not want to tie your CRM to a custodian or to some other software tool. And so what I mean by that is uh, while some custodians, part of their value proposition is they provide you with a proprietary CRM that they have created that is tied to all of their infrastructure. Now, on one hand, that's great because it's uh, very integrated. Uh, a lot of things easily talk to each other. You don't need third-party integrations to make everything talk to each other. Uh, so there are, in, in essence, some pros with that. The problem is, though, is if you ever want to change custodians or perhaps add a custodian, I've done episodes on being multi-custodial, the, the reality is now you've, you've tied yourself to that custodian in the CRM and the data is stuck in their proprietary CRMs. So the, the more clean example is if you want to change custodians altogether for whatever your motivations, it's, it's just not a good partnership anymore. There's something better that you'd prefer. Now this, all this, this data that's so important, all these tasks you've set as reminders for months, perhaps years into the future, perhaps you have years of data that you've been adding over time, is now stuck, it's tied with this, the, the, the custodian. Or if you use, like I said, there's now kind of more bundled software tools that are building in CRM into that. Uh, you might very much like whatever that, that kind of bigger bundled software tool is, but the, the challenge is if the day ever came that you wanted to replace whatever maybe the core piece of that is that that firm is kind of attached to CRM to, if you ever wanted to replace that, well, if doing so is now having to lose all of your CRM data, now again, you're you're kind of stuck because once you have years of that data, it's very hard to walk away and start entirely fresh. So again, I'm of the strong belief that you should have a standalone CRM system. Uh, you want to make sure you use one that integrates with some of these with custodians or other tools as needed. But But if you want to be able to make changes in those other solution providers over time, you don't want it to force you to change your CRM, potentially lose your CRM data. So very, very important. Um, another perfect example of kind of being tied, which might uh, apply to uh, uh, well, many of you, is, is if you're at you know, a traditional broker dealer firm now, whether W2 or 1099, you are almost likely, assuredly, particularly the larger firms using their proprietary CRM, and you're stuck, That or you, the data is stuck. You, you can and should leave if it makes sense, but that data is stuck and you have to start fresh kind of going forward. And so even for those of you that are at independent broker dealers who those firms, you know, understandably or rightfully say, hey, advisor, you are independent. These are your clients. If, if you ever want to leave, you can take your clients with you. And that's all that's all correct. However, if that whole time you've been using their proprietary CRM, that data basically is stuck behind as you go on your new path. You can't easily take that with you. Even if they want to give it to you, again, it's in their proprietary CRM, they might be able to give you some sort of uh, database download of that data. However, it, there's no guarantee, although there's solutions out there that try to make this possible for you to port that data from their proprietary system into a standalone third-party CRM system, which I'm which I'm encouraging you to be using instead. There's no guarantee that you can get the data from from point A to point B. So even if they say, "Oh, it's your data," we're not going to hold it. You can have it. With that, if you can't actually use the data, it's useless. So even if you're in that independent broker dealer world, you, unfortunately, you might have to start over with that CRM data. 
And I and my suggestion is get yourself a situation where you never are in that again. It's not tied to a custodian. It's not tied to a broker deal. It's not tied to some other software. It's yours. You can keep it forever if you want to. So just kind of main rule there. Uh, so to end on just some kind of uh, things to do or what to do. So uh, again, number one, CRM is non-negotiable. You must have it in a modern day RIA. Just accept it, embrace it, use it for all it's worth. Uh, number two, uh, there's a number of providers out there that CRMs that cater specifically to our industry. There are some wonderful solutions, but you will want to take the time because again, this is a very big decision. Hopefully you use that same CRM for years, if not decades to come. Because again, as you build that data in there, that build that client profile information, the notes, the reminders, uh, you, you, you ideally never want to have to change that. So you're going to want to do a good amount of work in the front end and say, okay, which one do I like best? Uh, because there are a number of solutions available that cater specifically to our industry. So put in the time to do the research, say, okay, which one is best for me? Again, there's different solutions might be better for other advisors. Which one works best for you? Uh, the next tip is once you have a CRM in place, you have to start using it from day one. There's no, uh, you know, the, the route is there's a lot of moving parts during a transition and a lot of things you do need to work through. But if you give the impression, particularly to your team, your team members, oh, hey, you will get to the CRM when we get to the CRM. Well, next thing you know, three months, six months, maybe longer has passed. You're not really putting uh, as many notes in there as you should or using it as best you should. So you want to embrace the idea of we do need to use this from day one and maximize the the, the abilities that it's going to have to, to make our practice more efficient in the ways we can interact with our clients. So you must use it from day one. Um, the next tip is to invest the time to learn how to use the CRM. So CRMs have grown and become very powerful. Again, all these different ways to set tasks and reminders and to-dos and where to, where to add value with your clients. If you don't take the time to learn how to use all of these resources, you're one, wasting money, and, and two, again, you're not maximizing this very important tool. So you and your team will want to, after you've selected a CRM, will need, not just want, will need to invest some time to do the right training to how to maximize the CRM for your practice. Now, you don't have to use every bell and whistle it has, but you should be at least aware of most of what it has and, and figure out what works best for your specific practice. Now, there are actually, because this is such an important thing, there are even CRM consultants that that is entirely what they do is to come in and say, you know, they'll, they'll even help you pick the CRM to begin with, and, and then they will help you with how to train your team, how to use it most efficiently, how to make sure you're maximizing its value with the other software tools that you have. Uh, so again, invest the time, invest the money if you need to. Again, there's standalone CRM consultants to help you with this, to maximize that tool. It's so important that you do that. Um, and then the final thing I would say, uh, this only applies to some of you, is uh, some of you at independent broker dealers, uh, through conversations, I know some firms that uh, by default provide a proprietary CRM, um, but will allow their advisors to use a third party CRM. Now, often in that case, while they, uh, and you want to make sure you do not break any rules of your current firm that could create all kinds of problems. So make sure it is allowed. They might have preferred or approved, I guess is the better term, third party solutions. Uh, and oftentimes, if you use that third-party solution, you might still be required to put at least some basic information into their proprietary system because, again, that's generally or often what they're using for compliance or supervisory reasons. So they're 
can be some duplicative uh, steps here that if you're, while you're still in that potential independent broker dealer channel, if you aspire and think one day I do want to take it a step further, I do want to go fully in that RA model. You've, you've bought into everything I'm saying here that you need that standalone CRM system. If your firm will let you start using that now, maybe you're not ready to make a change just now to the to the to the RA model. Maybe that will be six months, twelve months, three years from now. But if you have the ability to start using the tool now, even if you have to do duplicative steps and use the CRM to its maximum, but your form still forces you to put in some basic notes into theirs for again that supervisory reason, I think that's worth the inefficiency. So you can start building up the data, the client information, the prospect information in that standalone CRM. So for those of you, again, I, I typically only ever see it at independent broker dealers that allow it. Not all of them allow it, but if your firm does, I would encourage you to look into whether you could start using that CRM now. It will cost you money. Uh, but again, for the long term, I think you're much better off the sooner you can get into a standalone CRM system. So hopefully you understand, obviously I've ranted about this. I'm very passionate about this. I think it's just very important. I, with my own business, it's very important, the CRM system and, and how, how you can work with, again, existing clients, prospective clients. So embrace the need for this, whatever your motivations are or whatever, why you're using one now, just know that, that the, you really want to embrace it uh, for all the good reasons going forward uh, if you move into the RIA model. Uh, so with that, like I said, my name is Brad Wales. This is the kind of conversation I have with advisors all day long is the important things they need to be thinking about to make that move into the RIA model. Uh, maybe it even includes things that they can start doing now before they make that transition, like I just alluded to with the independent broker dealers, but, but particularly talk a lot about, okay, what does that future state look like? What are the decisions? What are the solution providers that you need to be thinking through and deciding on? Again, that's something I help advisors with all day long. Happy to have that conversation with you as well. Uh, as I said at the top, if you head on over to transition to RIA.com, uh, you can find all of the resources I make available. Again, this entire series in video format, podcast format, I have articles, I have white papers, everything to help you better understand the RIA model. Again, transition to RIA.com. Uh, and at the top of every page after you get there is a contact link. Uh, you can you can click on that and instantly and easily schedule time to have a one-on-one -on -one conversation with me. Happy to do that. Uh, with that, I hope you found value in today's episode, and I'll see you on the next one.